Come on, if you're a believer, let's lift up the name of the Lord together. Thank you for your mercy and your grace and your goodness and your love and your forgiveness. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Thank all of you for being in God's house. If you have your Bibles, would you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11? And there was a father and daughter, and it was a time for the father to take the daughter to his job. It was one of those show your daughters what you do day. And so the father took his daughter to his job and and uh, he's showing her around and then, you know, meeting everybody. And all of a sudden, the daughter, she just starts crying. She's just sobbing and crying. And all the staff gather around and they say, honey, what's what's wrong? The, the dad looks at her and says, baby, what's wrong with you? She says, where are all those clowns that you work with that you talk about? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you smiled. That's better than what you've been doing. Come on. I, I, I sometimes I walk in here and I wonder, did somebody die and I not get the memo? You know, I, I'm going to just, oh, dear God, help me, sweet Jesus. I think that Christians ought to be the most joyful and happy people on the planet. Say, Pastor, you don't know my week. You don't know the hell I've been through. I don't, but I know who brought you through before. And I know who's going to bring you through again. Yeah, come on, somebody. We got to get an eternal viewpoint. Come on, we ought to be the happiest people on the planet. Oh, can I just talk to you just a minute? You know what? When light walks into the room, it don't ask permission. The darkness has to go. When salt gets on your food, it don't ask permission. It changes the flavor of it. When you walk into a room, you ought to be a climate changer. People ought to see the light. They ought to see the love. They ought to taste the salt and say, you know what? I don't know what all of that is, but I sure do like it. And I think I may want some of it. But I'm going to tell you something. People don't follow sour Christians. Amen. Like some of y'all are looking at me now. Hey, give me an offering. I want an offering. Are you ready? I want a smile offering. Come on, everybody put a smile on your face. Thank you for that. That looks much better. Amen. Come on, everybody. God's good. On your worst day. On your worst day. It was better than your best day out there. On your worst day, you were doing a lot better than most people. Believe it or not, you can't even wrap your mind around this, but there are many people that earn a dollar sixty a day. None of you have earned a dollar sixty a day. You did better than that when you was 14. And yet a lot of the world lives off of so less. I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying it. Those who have the least praising the most and those who have the most praising the least. And I don't want that said about this church. We ought to come in praising and we ought to walk out praising. God's been too good to us. You don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. I don't. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not praising Him because He's answering my prayer. I'm praising Him because of who He is. Because of who He is. Not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Can I get a witness? Here we go. Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
I want to talk to you about announce it to experience it. Announce it to experience it. Father, for the next, Lord, few minutes, would you just anoint my mind, my mouth, help me to speak into, Lord, the heart of this assembly to encourage and to equip and those who have joined us online. I pray that they can, too, feel the presence and the power of God transcend somehow, some way, right to where they are in the mighty name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise and somebody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I cannot this morning overstate the importance of faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible says this, according to your faith, so be it unto you. The Bible says this, the just shall live by faith. So faith is not a side issue, brothers and sisters. We can't please God except we have faith. You and I are not going to please God through our works. We're not going to please God through our performance. We're not going to please God through perfection because none of that works anyway. If you want to please God this morning, you want to make God happy, it's going to be because you have faith in Him and because you put your trust in Him. Regardless of what's going on in your life, God, I trust you. God, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to praise you. Even though I'm not on cloud nine, I'm going to give you thanks. Because I can't please Him without faith. Number one, what is faith? Faith is believing when I don't see it. What do we mean by that? Here's Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. In other words, what that means is faith is visualizing in the future. Faith is visualizing the future that is in the present. In other words, I'm seeing in the future, but I'm calling it into my present. Does that make sense? See, for an example, an architect believes a building can exist before it ever does. An architect, here are prints to our our current building. They had to see it in their mind and then they put it on paper and then we go about building what they saw in their mind. Here's what I want to say to some of you. you got to start seeing it in your mind and then you need to write it down on paper and then you need to start speaking those things that are not as though they already were. Come on, that's what faith is. Faith is obeying. Faith is obeying even when I don't understand it. There are some things I don't understand. There's some things that have happened in the last three months I don't understand. I don't know that I will ever understand it. But faith is still obeying even though I don't understand it. What do you mean by that? God said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. Do you understand that Noah lived in modern day Iraq? He's nowhere near an ocean. They had never even seen it rain. Read read the book of Genesis. Rain did not come down as we know it today. I don't know how it all worked, but according to what I see in Scripture, rain came up from the earth. And water, water was up from the earth. There was condensation and heavy dew, but there was no rain. But God said, Noah, in the middle of a desert, I want you to build an ark. Now think about what his three boys went through. Hey, what's your daddy doing? 
He's building an ark. What's an ark? It's a big old boat. What's a big old boat for? Because there's coming a flood. What's a flood? It's rain. What's rain? Your daddy's a weirdo. Your daddy's gone fruit loops. What's he doing that for? Because God told him to do it. Well, that don't make sense. We're not even close to water. I know, but that's what God said to do. So that's what my daddy's doing. Brothers and sisters, you have to obey because nine times out of ten, when God tells you to do something, it doesn't make sense. Boy, I got three amens. Thank you for those three. I'm going to say it again. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't make sense. That's almost how you know it's God. Build an ark for what? Something I've never seen. Yes, because it's coming. And I know his boys, though they may have thought daddy was Fruit Loop, they were sure happy when the rain came. Come on, somebody. What God is saying, I just want you to obey it even when you don't understand it. When God tells you to step out, you just need to step out. When God tells you to give it, you just need to give it. When God says to speak it, just speak it. It may not make sense, but that's what faith is. Can I get a witness? Amen. I want to challenge somebody here this morning. I want to challenge you to start believing that your marriage could get better. I want to challenge somebody to start believing, you know what, that I can become more positive. I want to challenge somebody to start thinking, you know what, I believe God can free me from this habit. I'm going to start speaking over my life. I'm going to start seeing myself free from this hurt, free from this hang up, free from this habit. I'm going to start seeing myself with a smile on my face and joy in my heart. Come on, somebody. I want to challenge some of you to start speaking some positive things over your life. Make your mind and make your mouth work for you. I declare the door's going to open. I declare healing is going to come. I declare I'm walking in victory. I declare my marriage is going to get better. I declare my child is coming back to the Father's house. Hallelujah. I declare I can do all things. Through Christ that strengthens me. Hey, nobody goes into the Olympics thinking, well, I don't think I can win. If you don't think you can win, go home. They don't come into the Olympics thinking, well, I hope, you know, I can do it. No, I'm going to tell you something. If you know a real good athlete, they see themselves winning. They see themselves. I can win this. I can do this. They're speaking to their self. I can. I can. And that's what some of you need to do. You may have come from a negative background, but start changing. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I may have come from that, but that's not me. An artist has to see it in their mind before they ever paint it on canvas. A scientist has to believe we can go to the moon. We believe it's possible. Before we ever get there, you've got to believe you can go there. Can I get a witness? Here's what faith is. I've just mentioned that faith is obeying when we don't understand it. Can I keep going? Sometimes God asks you to do the impossible in order to stretch your faith. Some of you in this house need to say, God, with your help, I think I can build this business. 
God, with your help, I think I can go back to school. I know a pastor who was 58 years old, went back and got his master's degree and served his community in a great capacity. At 58, most people are thinking about retiring. I want to just say something. It's not time for us maybe to physically retire. That's okay. But for those of you that are retired, I want to say don't. Don't retire from God. Refire. You've got something to give this younger generation. You need to lay your hand on them and say, I see greatness in you. I see a spark in you. I see a power of God in you. I want to preach this morning to somebody till you get up off of your... I can tell y'all just come for the show. Well, you know what? God helped me to do my best. Because I, I can't waste a Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. I can't come and have cute church. I don't know where you are, but God sent me here to encourage you and to remind you you got a great God. You got a great future. You got to hang on to your faith. Can I preach a minute? The devil's not after your car, your 401k, your house, or your clothes. The devil is after one thing, and that is your faith. Because if he can get your faith, he can get your confidence. And if he gets your confidence in God, then guess what? You throw in the towel and say there's nothing to it. But I'm here to tell you God's brought you too far to turn back now. In the New Testament alone, there's over 1,050 commands where God says, if you will do this, then I will do that. And if you will obey me and do this, then I will bless you. Over 1,050 commands where God says, I want you to do this and I don't want you to do that. And wherever God is asking us to do something, brothers and sisters, it is a test. It is a test of our faith. Who am I going to trust? Am I going to trust God? Am I going to trust the U.S. economy? Am I going to trust myself? See, God wants to bless us even more than we want to be blessed. But pardon this word, we got to be blessable. And in order to be blessable, it's got to take trust in a God that we can't see. And believe in something that is invisible called faith. And know that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it and will he not perform it? Say, how how, how does God bless me? By you trusting in him. By you having confidence in Him. Here's what faith is. Faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. I'm going to keep coming alongside you, sweet people. And somehow, like water on a rock, I'm going to convince you somehow that when you come into this house, no matter how you feel, the first thing you ought to do is praise Him. I don't know how we're going to get there, but I'm going to just keep coming every Sunday and saying, you know what? You've got to learn how to keep walking when you don't feel like it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You just keep persisting. 
Do I always feel like sweeping the floors and helping, you know, put up dirty dishes? And do you always feel like taking care of your kids? No. Does an athlete always feel like training? No. Do you always feel like doing the laundry? No. Can I break it down? Do I as a pastor always feel like praying? No. Do I always feel like reading my word? No. But you persist. You persist when you don't feel like it. That's what faith is. Believe it or not, there have been some Sundays I didn't want to show up to church. And I'm the pastor. And if you'll get honest, there are some Sundays you didn't want to either. But you know what? You came. And most of the time, nine times out of ten, you thank God you did. Because you come in low, but you leave up and you say, well, I think I can go through the week. Thank God. Ah, he touched me today. I've told y'all this before, but I'll say it again. There's been times I look at Janet and I said, Janet, I'm in no mood to deal with people. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my job. And after my job is done, I'm out. Okay. After my job was done, I was like, how you doing, sis? How you doing, my brother? Isn't God good? You know why? Because his strength. Right? A fresh anointing touched me. Come on. I can't explain it, but I'm telling you it's really real. I know what it is to walk in low and leave out saying, oh, thank you, God, for the touch. Because one touch from the Lord can make all the difference. Oh, yes, it does. Come on, anybody ever experienced that? If, if you have, give him praise right now. Yes. Yes. So faith is refusing, refusing to give up even when you don't feel it. Here's Hebrews 11, and, and uh, I believe it is 27. It was by faith uh, Moses left Egypt and was not afraid of the king's anger. Here's what I like. I like this version. He held to his purpose like a man who could see the invisible. What, what does that mean? What it means is this. Only those who see the invisible will do the impossible. That slipped by you. You ready? Let's rewind. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Only those who see the invisible can do the impossible. Here's what the Bible says. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What does that mean? It means he looked beyond Calvary and he saw TPC on a Sunday morning and said, I'll endure this because I'm going to see 300 people that are excited about their salvation. You got to look beyond where you are and you got to see where you're going. The truth of the matter is some of you may feel like giving up this morning. But let me ask you, let me challenge you to have the kind of faith that you never thought of having before. And just know that God loves you no matter what. And when others step out of your life, God's still there. And He is a brother. He will stick closer than a brother. And God will hang in there when everybody else lets go. I want to encourage you sweet people of God. Hang on. To your faith. I will tell you that it's been challenging. It's been challenging to go through two hurricanes, a flood, a freeze. It's been challenging to see all the investment we made in that building. And somewhere it's out in a 
land filled rotting. And I'm like, Lord, if you'd have just give me the memo, we could have saved all that money. Dealing with insurance companies, how many know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, you got to stay prayed up or you'll cuss. Y'all believe it or not, my neighbors did so good until last night. And then they played their music loud till six this morning. I am a light, light sleeper. And I was thinking about all the nasty, dirty things I could do to them. I wanted to go over there in my FJ and just lay on the horn until every one of them came out and then said, how does that feel? But guess what? I didn't do it. Instead of doing what I felt like doing, I said, Lord, I pray for them. God, help them to get the revelation that a man of God needs to sleep on a Saturday night. God, I'm praying for them. Now, that doesn't mean I ain't going to go over there and tell the landlord what they did, because I am. Faith without works is dead. I'm going to walk right over there, and I'm going to tell them exactly. Your people need to pipe down. I'm going to do it. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But I didn't do what I wanted to do. Y'all with me? Yeah, exactly, right? Because the love of God constraineth us. Huh? Because you love, you love people. Now, Lord, help me to get back on track. Here's what I was saying. Dealing with all this insurance and all the craziness and the slowness, how long it takes and the slowness of the process of the courts. I will tell you, it has been a challenge. It's been a challenge for all of us because there's just sometimes you just want to like, you know, oh, dear God, how much longer, Lord? You know, and then and then we're, we're we dealt with some tragedies and then I get to thinking about that and then it puts me on a downward spiral. But here's what I got to do, y'all. Here's what I do. I got to look. I got to look. I got to get a glimpse of heaven. And I got to see my loved ones and my friends and others who have gone on before me. How happy that they are. How they're rejoicing. How they are at peace. And I got, I got, I got to look beyond right now. And I got to peer into the invisible realm of heaven and say, even if I could bring them back, they would never want to come back. And so it just reminds me, Wayne, come on, son. Just remember, you got to make heaven. Cause I'm going to walk on streets of gold with my parents. I'm going to walk on streets of gold with my friends. Those that have gone on before me, i gotta, I got to keep my faith. Because if I don't keep my faith, I'm not going to see them again. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I keep persisting when I don't feel like it. And I see what I can't see. I peer into the invisible. Are you with me? Here's my fourth point and then. Oh, uh, y'all, I feel so sorry for y'all because I preached half my message. And then I press my clock. So I've only been preaching eight minutes. <laughs> so y'all going to be here a while. <laughs> here it is. I want you to get this. Announce it. Announce it to experience it. Faith is believing when I don't see it. It's obeying when I don't understand it. It's persisting when I don't feel like it. And here's the next one. It's announcing it in order to experience it. Do you understand, brothers and sisters, that God created this universe by speaking it into existence? You say, how do you know that? Here's Hebrews 11 and 3. By faith, we see the worlds were framed, how? By the word of God. God said, let there be, and there was. 
Come on, somebody. God spoke it into existence. The Bible makes a direct connection between our words and the quality of the life we live. Say, what do you mean by that? Look at Proverbs. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? I'm going to break it down for you. If you don't like the groceries you're eating, change the way you're speaking. Thank you. Somebody got that. If you don't like the life you are living, change the way you are speaking. Start declaring what you want instead of focusing on what you don't want. Most of us focus on what we don't want, what we don't have, what we feel like we're not. Why don't you start declaring what you want? And when you change the words of your mouth, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Start changing how you speak over yourself. Come on, somebody. What we taste in our life is connected to our tongue. So you have enormous power in your words. Keep saying this. I am not my past. I am not my past. I am not what I did. I am who God says I am. You got to announce it in order to experience it. For instance, God often changed people's names in the Bible. He wasn't talking about where they were presently, but where they were going. God took Abram and said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham. At that time, brothers and sisters, he was 99 years old with one son. Abraham means the father of a nation. And yet he's 99 and he has one son. Doesn't appear that it's going to happen. But God was calling those things that are not as though they already were. I want you to look at Romans 4 and 11. I have made you a father of many nations. God who gives life to the dead. He's talking about the dead womb of Sarah. He's talking about the deadness of Abraham. He says, I'm going to give life to it. And I'm going to call those things that are not as though they were. That is faith. Here's one translation that I like, and it says, God speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they were already past. Oh, that's good, isn't it? He's announcing the future in the present as though it's in the past. That is faith. Now, sometimes you hear pastors say, well, I'm going to just tell it like it is, bless God. You ever heard that before? Some of you that hadn't heard that before haven't been in church very long. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to tell it like it is. You can like it or lump it. But here it is, bless God. Yep. I mean, that's fine. You know, truth is truth. And I appreciate truth. But I, I want to speak something into your life here, please. If you hadn't woke up, please wake up right now. The reason why I don't get up here and tell it like it is, and the reason why I don't get up here and call your sins out and say, here's the sin of the week, and hey, here's what you're all doing wrong, and if you come next week, i got ten more sins that I'm going to call out on you. The reason why I don't do that is because I try to live by this. I don't try to talk about as it is. I try to talk to you as it could be.
My God, that brother Nealon, he's easy on truth. No, I'm not. I'm just not going to get up here and call out your sins because here's what I know. If you come to me, okay? I'm going to make a, an example of this. If you come to me and you say, Wayne, you're a lousy father. You're such a lousy father. You know what I start thinking? I start thinking, man, there, huh, there's probably ways I could have been better. There's things I probably could have done different. Wow. Now that you mention that, boy, I start reminiscing. Yep. There are some stuff I, I could have changed. Yeah. I probably am a lousy father. And that's, that's how you start processing things, right? And so telling it like it is, brothers and sisters, never change anything. Labeling only reinforces the present. I'm going to say that again. Thank you. Labeling only reinforces the present. When you label somebody, you just tell them what they are, but it doesn't motivate them to change. They're not motivated to change until you tell them what they could be. You say, where do you get that from? That's calling things that are not as though they already were. Come on, somebody. See, what we need to start doing is this. We need to start saying, you know what? I see in you the ability to be a godly father. I see the ability in you to be a father that your kids would love and that your wife would cherish. I see the kind of man in you that you would be an asset to your neighborhood and to your community. You can be the man that people would respect. I see a spark in you, sir. I see potential in you, young man. I think if you would just let God control your life, there is no telling what God could do in you. You know what that does? That motivates us to change. Amen. I'm going to speak into the heart of this church. Stop saying it like it is. Start saying it like it could be. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell the truth. Huh. Uh, my pastor told me to tell the truth. Okay, well tell the truth. Speak it in faith. My marriage is not what I want it to be, but it's going to be. My health is not where I want it, but bless God, it's going to get there. I'm not walking in victory like I want to, but I believe I'm going to get there. You start declaring what you want. Is that Bible? Yes. Romans 4 and 11. It is Bible, brothers and sisters. Start changing how you speak. Use your mind and your mouth to work for you, not against you. Start speaking into that situation. It's not what I want it to be, but I believe it's changing in the name of the Lord. That's why I'm not afraid to get up and tell you, by the help and grace of God, this church is going to have 600 by 2030 we're going to start a new church and God is going to do some incredible things that are going to blow our mind come on somebody give God some praise I'm only at 17 minutes y'all ready faith is giving when I don't have it I said, faith is giving when I don't have it. Because faith and giving go together. The fact is, God uses your finances to test your faith. 
Why do I give my tithe every week? I tithe, just so everybody knows, I tithe. I give a 5% offering, not so that you can applaud me for that, just so that you know. And here's what I have found out. In the 30 plus years I've been doing it, I've never been able to outgive God. Why do I do it every week? Because here's what I understand. I give every week because giving fights against greed. Say, why do I need to give? Why do you need to eat every week? Because it keeps you living. Why do I give every week? Because I want to, I want to keep the blessings flowing. And so I keep investing because giving is a test. Because there's probably very few things closer to you than your money. And it's not that God needs your money. You say, if God don't need it, then why has he asked for it? (laughs) If God don't need it, he knows I need it more than he does. No, what you need is the blessing. Right? And so a farmer would would be crazy if he thinks just because he's got seed in the barn, he's going to have a harvest. He understands if I don't put that seed in the ground, I'm not going to have a harvest no matter how good of a farmer I am. So I want to continue harvest, and so I keep sowing seed. Why? Because my nature is to hoard. Satan's nature is to steal, but God's nature is to give. And when I give him something, he said, if you'll give me what you got, then I'll press it down. I'll shake it together, and I'll let it run over. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I want you to look at Hebrews 11 and 4. Here's what it says. It was faith that made Abel's offering to God a better sacrifice than Cain's. Through his faith, God approved of his giving. Notice the guy didn't do anything flashy. He didn't do anything, you know, fancy. He just gave an offering. But here's why he's listed. He's listed in the hall of faith, not because of what he gave. What he gave didn't, it wasn't, it didn't impress God. It's how he gave it. it. See, when I give it like this, it's going to come back to me like this. But when I give it freely and cheerfully, God says, I love that. Now y'all stay with me. It's really not the amount that I give. It's really how I give it. Now, I'm going to give 10%. I'm going to give 15% every week, but it's really not that. That doesn't really impress God. What impresses God is when I give it in faith and I give it cheerfully. And I say, God, I thank you because I know that you're a man of your word. And so I'm going to keep sowing seed into the fertile, Lord, ground of your harvest. Because I know I can never outgive God. I want to challenge someone. Listen, this church does a great job of giving. I, hey, y'all bless me and we bless people around the world. I want you to understand I'm not trying to get your money. As a pastor who loves you, I want you blessed. And I know you can't be blessed calling yourself a Christian and do it the world's way. God said, if you will, I will. But if you won't, I won't. Not because he don't want to, but because he's looking for your faith. If you sow the seed, I'll bless your harvest. And I'll bless you coming in and I'll bless you going out. And you'll be the head and not the tail. And I'll put you at the front of the line even though you didn't have the resume. I'll bump you up all the way to the front. Because you got favor on you. 
Mm. I really don't pray a whole lot for blessings. I pray more for favor. Because one day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. I'm going to say it again. One day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. God put me where I need to be at the right time. Because one person can meet you and open up a door for you. One person can give you a check and it can pay all your bills off. I'm here to tell you God's favor wants to rest upon you. But you got to do it God's way. And I am not after your money. I am after the favor of God and the blessings of God. And when people look at you, they say, dear God, I know what they came from. How did they come from that? And now... They're this. Uh, uh, are you with me? Here, here's what you do. I, I got to hurry. You give, you give by two ways. You either give by reason, and reason is simply, well, let's see how much money I got. What can I afford to give? Okay, here's what I'll do. Or you give by revelation. You either give by reason or you give by revelation. What is revelation? God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to bless? I made up in my mind after I heard Pastor Hargrove teach me this principle of God's gravity. He said, Wayne, I live with an open hand. After he teached that to me, I decided I'm going to live with an open hand and I'm going to give something away every day. Brothers and sisters, I'm not going to even tell you. I'm not going to even tell you. It sounds like I'm boasting. But I'm telling you, people are coming and doing things. Why? Why? Because I'm just living with an open hand. Give and it shall be given. I don't worry about if I buy your meal, you're going to come back and buy mine. I don't even worry about it. Because I know whatever I give away is going to come back to me. Because you're not my source. And I don't mean that rudely. I love you. And I thank you for everything you do. But I'm looking unto Jesus. Come on. He's, He's the one watching over His Word to perform it. So you have to make up in your mind, am I going to give by reason or am I going to give by revelation? And then here's number six. Faith means thanking God before I receive it. And I'll wrap up with this. Carlton, let me ask you a question. If I were to give you a $1,000 check this morning, okay? Made it out to you. Um, you, you, you probably think I'm an okay guy, right? I would just think, knowing your character, that you would probably thank me before you ever cast that check. You'd probably say, thank you, Pastor. What's this for? And I'd say, hey, it's a $1,000, Carlton. I just wanted to bless you. And you would probably, knowing your character, you would say, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. Where are you going with this? What God wants, here's what faith is. Faith is thanking God for something before I ever cast the check. I'm thanking Him for my health. Thanking Him for my healing. Thanking Him for bringing my kids back. I'm not a beggar. I am a believer. I'm going to thank Him in advance. Why? Because I know God's never lied to me. He's never told me one thing and done another. That's why every Sunday, whether you feel like it or not, you ought to give thanks in all things. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you why should I do that pastor because you can trust his character 
You don't understand. My world's falling apart. And I mean this with all sincerity. I'm very sorry. I am. I know what that feels like. But here's what the Scripture says. Give thanks in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I want to challenge you. If you're not giving, I want to challenge you to start giving. Not, not because I need your money. I want you blessed. I want you blessed. I want you blessed. I want you walking in the joy of the Lord. I want people looking at your life and saying, I know his resume, he shouldn't have that job. But the favor of God puts you in the front of the line. <laughs> You've been so kind and I'm going to hurry up, but you know what? Brother Robbie, I just want you to keep confessing that he is your healer. That he's a good God. And even though we may not understand all what He does, there is a level beyond faith, brothers and sisters, and it's called trust. And I'm going to just trust Him because I know His character. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to sing an old Andre Kraut song this morning. I want to sing an old Andre Kraut song and I want to sing Take Me Back. Take me back, dear Lord. I want to challenge all of my sweet brothers and sisters to get a fresh grip on faith. Because it's your faith that's going to bring you through. See, God's God's grace believes in your future. But may no, make no mistake about it, the enemy would love to take you out. And what he wants to steal is your faith. But I want you to get a fresh grip on faith. And I'm going to persist when I don't feel like it. I'm going to call those things that are not as though they already were. I'm going to announce it to experience it. You know what? I want y'all to start announcing 60 young people at youth retreat next year. 60 young people youth retreat next year. You know what helps me get through all this craziness and insurance and all the stupidity that we have to deal with? I'm going to tell you. Here's what helps me. I see 600 people literally jumping up and down. I see prodigal sons coming to the altar. I see the wind of the Spirit blowing so forcefully in God's house that people without being touched are just slayed in the power of God. I see blind eyes open. I see deaf ears unstopped. And so guess what? I keep persisting. I just keep saying, come on, we can do this thing. I keep looking beyond the pain and I'm seeing 600 people rejoicing over what God is doing in their life. Has this resonated with anybody? 
If it has, then I want you to step out of your pew as Kaylee sings. And I want you to say, God, help me to get a fresh grip on faith in the name of the Lord. Come on, it's going to be your faith that's going to see you through. Come on, sing, Sister Kaylee. Come on, somebody. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Come on, step out of your pew, please. Come on up to this front. God, I'm going to get a fresh grip. because I want an anointing to rest on my life and I want God to do for you what I can't do for you. You just don't know how much I want the supernatural in this house. And so I just keep persisting and I keep preaching and I keep believing because there's nothing to go back to. So I'm going to ask, is there anybody that will join and miss a meal on Monday praying for a mighty demonstration of the Spirit in this house? You'll miss a meal on Monday. Thank you. Anybody miss a meal on Tuesday? You'll miss a meal, a couple of meals. Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody miss a meal on Wednesday? 
Wednesday, you'll miss a meal. Thank you. How about Thursday? Anybody for Thursday? You'll miss a meal. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, my brother. Anybody on Friday? You'll miss a meal on Friday. Thank you. Thank you for that. God, let there be a great revival and celebrate recovery. In the name of the Lord, let there be a great revival. A great revival and celebrate recovery, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What are we praying for? The supernatural. Because if we don't have the supernatural, we're going to live in the superficial. If we don't have the supernatural, we're going to have cute church. And I don't have no time for cute church. We got bigger problems than cute church can take care of. Come on, we got hurts and habits and hang-ups that God needs to heal us of. We can't have cute church. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you peace. Turn around and give somebody a smile and give some love away. Sister Kaylee's going to sing you out of here. May you have a great week. We love you. Don't forget your fast day this week. Thank you.